In is day five of Daf Chavvav. We are holding the Gemara Daf Chavvav on base eleven lines down from the top of the page. Yesterday we learned to the Mishnah that we warn the Amei Aretz. We ask them to be careful when they're in the temple during the festivals, when the Amei Aretz Tumah is waved or suspended. We ask them to be careful not to touch the Shulchan, the table, because after the festivals we're going to purify all the utensils and we can't purify the table. And therefore, we ask them not to touch the table lest they render it tame, ritually impure. So the Gemara says, How is it that the table that's made of wood that is not moved, how can it contract contact based tumor from an Amaretz? Surely it should be considered a wooden utensil made to remain stationary. In other words, even though it's not too large to be moved from its place, we learned yesterday that we don't move it. It's forbidden to remove it from its place, and therefore it's regarded as a utensil made to remain stationary. And there's a rule that any wooden utensil made to remain stationary cannot acquire tumor through contact. My tamer, what is the reason for this? Because there's a pasuk in Vayikra. The pasuk in Vayikra, chapter 11, is talking about uh, the items that are susceptible to Tumas Sheretz, and the Pasuk says, Mikol kli or asak, whether it is a wooden utensil or a cloth or a hide or a sack. So the Gemara says, Dumi the sack, but you know, this Pasuk equates a wooden utensil with a sack because they're both mentioned in proximity, close proximity in the Pasuk. So any item that is going to be susceptible to this form of Tumma has to be similar to a sack. Masak mital tel malevarekam, just like a sack in its normal use is carried, whether it's full with something or whether it's empty. So too, any utensil has to be able to be carried both laden, both when it's full or when it's empty, in order to be susceptible to tumor. So utensils that are not made to be carried can't acquire tumor through contact because they're not comparable to a sack. And since the shulchan, as we said yesterday, cannot be moved, so therefore, by definition, it's a utensil made to remain stationary because we're not allowed to move it. And therefore, even if Amearets do touch it, it can't become tame. So why do we have to warn them not to touch it? So the Gemara answers, Actually, you misunderstood. You assumed that the table should not be susceptible to Tumah because it's not moved, not allowed to be moved, but actually it is sometimes moved and therefore it is susceptible to ritual impurity. Like we see in the following teaching of Rish Lakish, Rish Lakish says, What does the Pasuk mean when it says in Vayikra, and you shall place the Lechem upon him, the Panim breads, on the Shulchan Tahor, the uncontaminated table? Why does the Pasuk need to tell me that it is an uncontaminated, it's a Tahor table? Michal Shu that implies that it could become ritually impure, that it could be susceptible to ritual impurity. Clearly, otherwise, why does the Pasuk say on the uncontaminated table? The, the implication clearly is that it could become ritually impure. Va'amai, Rish Lakish says, why is that? He asks the question that we've been asking. Surely, should it not be considered a wooden utensil made to remain stationary and therefore it cannot acquire tumor because as we said, it's not comparable to a sack and therefore, since it's not moved, it can't contract tumor. So Rish Lakish says, on the one hand, I've got a pasuk that tells me on the uncontaminated table, which clearly implies it can become contaminated. On the other hand, I've got a rule that Wooden utensils that are not made to be moved around, that can't be moved, cannot become contaminated. So which is it? 
is the table contaminatable or not? Is it moved or not? El, or rather, Rish Lakish says, to reconcile this Malamed, he says it teaches us, it must be that even though they didn't move the table very far, they must have done some moving of the table. And actually what they did was they lifted the table up, and they would display the Lechem Apanim, the special Panim bread, to the festival pilgrims. They would show everyone in the Azara, they would lift up the table and show everyone who could see there, the lechem upon him. Why would they do that? For Omim Lehem, they would say to them, See how much Hashem loves you. Because the bread, at the time we remove it at the end of the week, is as hot and fresh as it was at the start of the previous week, before the previous Shabbos, when it was first placed there on the table. Rabbi Shuban Levi says, it proves this point. A great miracle was performed with the lechem upon him. As it was at the time of its arrangement on the Friday afternoon, so it was at the time of its removal a week later. Shneemar, as the Pasuk says about this bread, to place bread that is hot on the day it is taken off. Now, the, the simple meaning of this Pasuk means that they would remove the old bread and place on the Shulchan fresh hot bread. But the, the drasha here, the way this verse is in, interpreted by Rabbi Shurban Levi is, that the bread that is hot on the day it is taken off, in other words, the same bread that is taken off at the end of the week, is still hot from the previous week. So therefore they would show the Lechem Apanim and say, look how much Hashem loves you, to the pilgrims to say, look how much Hashem loves you, the miracle that is done, that this bread that was placed a week ago on this table is still hot and fresh like it was a week ago. So what do you see from Mishlakish's whole discussion here? You see that actually our understanding was not fully correct. Even though they weren't supposed to move the table very far, they would lift it up. Once, once uh, during the festivals, they would lift it up and show the pilgrims and say to them, look how much Hashem loves you, that this bread is so hot and fresh. And therefore, the table was susceptible to ritual impurity. And that's why we tell the pilgrims, the, the pilgrims who are Amayaretz, who are not concerned or particular about the laws of Tumantara, we tell them not to touch the table lest they render it tummy. So the Gemara says, okay, You've told me that the reason why the Shulchan can become Tomei is because sometimes it was moved a little bit. But isn't there another reason why the Shulchan should be able to become Tomei? But typically, Mishum Tzipui. Why can't it be susceptible to Tumah? Because of its plating. The Shulchan was plated with gold, which is a metal. And the Gemara is going to suggest that the plating should cause it to be regarded not as a wooden utensil, but as a metal utensil. Because the Gemara is going to discuss whether the plating takes over and redefines the status of the utensil. And since metal utensils are not mentioned in the Pasuk we talked about when we talked about the sack and the wood, so therefore they're not compared to a sack and they don't need to share the characteristics of a sack. If you're dealing with a metal table, it doesn't need to be one that can be moved, whether it's full and empty. It can be one that's even remained stationary all the time. And therefore the Gemara says, why are you telling me that the reason why this table can become Tameh is because sometimes they moved it to show the pilgrims the Lechem Apanim bread. Why don't you just say the reason it can become Tameh is because it's plated with metal and therefore it's considered to be a metal table and a metal table should be able to become ritually impure. Dehatznam, because we learned in the following Mishnah in Kalim, Hashulchan v'hadulfaki, a wooden table or a wooden chair. Dulfaki was like a folding chair that was used to eat upon, and it was normally covered with leather. So you have a, a wooden table or a wooden chair, shenifchasu, that were reduced. In other words, some pieces break off from it, and they reduce the usable area of the table or the chair. Oshechipan bashayish, or they were covered with marble. So you've reduced the surface area of the table, either because a piece is broken off, or you've covered part of it with marble. Veshir behem mokam anachas 
Now, if after it's been reduced in size or it's been covered with marble, there remains an area of wooden area on the table or chair that is still available for use by placing cups, goblets on that wood, tummy, then these tables and chairs can still be rendered tummy because you haven't fully reduced the usage of the table, of the wooden part of the table, to nothing. There's still room for the placing of goblets, and therefore it retains its original identity as a wooden utensil, and remains susceptible and vulnerable to tumma. However, it implies that if you covered the entire thing in marble, or you reduced the entire surface area, then it would be considered to be a marble utensil, or a not usable utensil, and it would not become susceptible to tumma at that point, which is going to be the Gemara's question, but let's first finish the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, It's not enough for there to be enough space for a goblet to be placed there, there has to be enough place to put pieces of meat or bread there also. Room for just the cups, the goblets, is not enough. If, however, the marble plating covers so much of the table that there's no wooden surface left enough either for goblets or pieces of meat, then it becomes no longer susceptible to tumma because it loses its status, as we said, of a wooden utensil and becomes a marble utensil. So what do you see? You see that once you cover something with something else, you cover a wooden utensil with marble, it's no longer a wooden utensil, it becomes a marble utensil. And therefore, similarly here by the shulchan it should be that once you cover it with metal it's no longer a wooden table it becomes a metal table and therefore it should be susceptible to tumma for that reason so why does the gemara say that the reason why it's susceptible to tumma the shulchan is susceptible to tumma is because sometimes it's moved lifted up to show the pilgrims the lechem upon in bread why isn't it just simply because we cover it with metal and therefore since there's no usable space that's wood it's considered a metal utensil and susceptible to tumma now we're right in the middle of a discussion, but we're running out of time, so we're going to hold it for today and continue next week. We're going to finish the Masechta, please God, next week. I wish you all a very good Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom to you all.